So from Greek mythology, you may be familiar with the characters of sirens. Have you heard of these before, sirens? They're kind of half woman, half bird usually, and they live oftentimes on an island. And these sirens are very dangerous for sailors because they'll sing this song and the sailors will hear this song and kind of be attracted to it. They're drawn to it. They think there's something good if they follow this song. But what happens actually is these sirens are leading uh, the sailors to their peril. Ultimately, if the sailors follow this song, they will run aground close by the island and their ship will sink. And we find in Greek mythology various ways that people tried to find in order to defend themselves against the sirens. They cover themselves or their ears sometimes with wax. There was a king, Tharsius, who had a different solution. This king, he was going out and he knew there would be trouble with sirens. So he brought along a lyricist, a songwriter by the name of Orpheus. And Orpheus played a song on the boat and was able to kind of overpower or overcome the sirens and the people were saved. This image of sirens, I think, helps us understand what goes on with temptation in our lives. Ultimately, the readings today, especially the gospel and the first reading, talk to us about temptation, how it works, and how Jesus can help us overcome temptation. Temptation ultimately is a lot like the song of sirens. When we're tempted to something, when we have a temptation, there's usually something good about what we're being tempted to. If there wasn't anything good there at all, we wouldn't be attracted to it. We wouldn't be tempted in the first place. But we know that with temptation, if we follow this temptation, it ultimately leads to our harm, damages relationships, leads to various forms of addiction, in the first reading, this beautiful wisdom reflection we find in Genesis 2 and 3, we hear about how Adam and Eve ultimately give in to temptation. It's kind of like an origin story for temptation. The serpent in the garden really is like a siren. And notice how the serpent works. The serpent twists ultimately the words of God. God in his command is something good. God has put them in a good place in paradise. But the serpent twists things. The serpent twists God's words to say, look to Eve, do you not want to be like God's? Do you want, want knowledge of good and evil? This serpent is like a siren presenting something good, something attractive to Eve. And ultimately she goes after, she falls for this temptation and Adam along with her. And ultimately it leads to their ruin. They're cast out of the garden Death, destruction enter into the world. There's hardship between people and nature, divisions in relationships. Temptation functions this way in our own life as well. Say, for example, we get into a relationship that is not healthy. These relationships oftentimes can start off well, or even the idea of a relationship is important. We're made to be in communion with other people, but if we get into the wrong kind of relationship, it can harm us. Or sometimes maybe we might get into kinds of entertainment that are not wholesome or healthy for us. The idea to be entertained, to recreate is important. It's a good, but we're tempted sometimes in ways that ultimately do not help us. Temptation ultimately is like the song of a siren. There's some good that is there that attracts us, but if we follow it, it's going to lead to our harm. Christ, Jesus Christ ultimately, 
is like Orpheus from Greek mythology. Jesus Christ sings this song or presents a different way that helps us overcome temptation. Jesus Christ points us to what is truly good in our life, that we can pursue this and not go after temptation that leads to our harm. In the Gospel today, we heard this famous incident in which Christ is led into the wilderness by the Spirit and is tempted by the devil. And we see in the temptation of Christ by the devil various forms of temptation. Temptation, for example, to power, to food, ultimately. Temptation to have esteem and greatness. And Jesus is able to point away from these temptations to show these temptations are not good. They will ultimately lead to harm. And Jesus uses the Word of God to ultimately counter these temptations and to point out a different way to indicate what will lead to true good and true fulfillment for him and all people. Jesus ultimately wants us to go away from temptation by helping us to see what is truly good for us, what will truly satisfy our hearts, to help us to see that temptation, although it might look attractive, doesn't lead to our ultimate fulfillment. So as we enter into this Lenten season, we can perhaps consider a couple questions. When you look at your life, what is kind of a predominant temptation in your life? We all have different temptations. To kind of borrow another image from Greek mythology, we all have our Achilles heel. It's all different for each of us. What is a certain temptation in your life? And try to think about it. What is that kind of sliver or maybe um, glimmer of goodness that's there that you're attracted to? And ultimately, with Christ's help, let us consider this temptation and think, what will ultimately bring my fulfillment, my true good? What will ultimately bring my true happiness? To see that this temptation we're drawn to cannot do this. Only the path that Christ leads us to can accomplish this.